Blog Talk Radio. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, here. And we have our next guest waiting in the wings here. Well, listen, it is the beginning of the baseball season, of course. And that brings me to our next guest here. He is a former Major League Baseball relief pitcher. His name is Jason Grimsley, and you know, if you are baseball fans, you definitely know Jason Grimsley, and he has, uh, he's now retired, of course, but he has released a brand new memoir about his amazing career in baseball, as well as his life that is uh, exciting. He's had a very exciting life, and the new book is titled Cross-Stitched, One Man's Journey from Ruin to restoration. And this book is very candid. It's very personable. And just as the title says, it provides a a very intimate, oftentimes a very heartfelt glimpse into Jason's life as a professional baseball player. And just a lot of great memories. I mean, 15 years of playing professional baseball. Yes, there's a lot of professional sports memories. But there's also other other highlights and lowlights, like all of us, that he has had in his life. And he shares that so beautifully uh, within this book. And for those of you who are maybe not exactly sports fans, uh, Jason was a member of both the 1999 and the 2000 World Series champion uh, New York Yankees. Of course, everybody knows who the Yankees are. And again, cross-stitched, uh, this book it's like um it's 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 it has a bitter sweetness about it because there is a lot of highs as far as you know as I said his sports career, but then there is a lot of lows uh that he experienced, but then it has a happy ending because it's like there were broken parts of his life, but thanks to his faith, his family, faith in God, his family love of his family, and such. He found his way back again. And so therein lies, again, this brand new book, Cross-Stitched, One Man's Journey from Ruin to Restoration. It is out right now. And the other really cool part about this book is that the full proceeds, all the proceeds from the sale of the book will go to benefit Emerging Grace Ministries uh, there in the Houston area. I'm from Houston, so I know this area is um, a really nice suburb north of Houston. And Emerging Grace Ministries, and they have very strong ministry uh, with helping to eradicate and hopefully just banish adolescent sex trafficking. Such an evil, vile, vicious 
blight that is going on throughout the world. So again, all of the proceeds from the sale of the Cross Dish book will be donated to Emerging Grace Ministries. And you might want to look them up there, um, nonprofit ministry there. You can look it up on Google or wherever you do your um research on the internet. So I had the opportunity to chat with Jason Grimsley about his new book, his new memoirs. And so let's switch over to my recent conversation with Jason Grimsley. So let's take a listen. I know you'll be fascinated with it. I I love the book. It's very inspiring, very, very motivational and very inspiring. So let's take a listen right now. Hello, it's Janice. Hi, Janice. This is Jason Grimsley calling in. Well, good afternoon, Jason. So nice to chat with you. So very nice to chat with you. Okay, let's get to it right here. You have a brand new book, um, Cross-Stitched, One Man's Journey from Ruin to Restoration, and it is your autobiography. It is so moving and, you know, it's just it takes you up, it takes you down, it makes you laugh, you want to cry. It kind of goes up the whole sphere of emotions there. It's a very good job with doing, with bringing all this out, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. That was, um, something God put on my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, after, after 2015 and the, uh, the attempted suicide attempt and, and, um, Coming through that with 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 the grace not only from Lord and Savior Jesus, but my my wife and my family. Um, you know, my wife told me, in no uncertain terms, you you need to you need to tell your story. And I was still in a in a place in 2016, 17, where I didn't want to be in the limelight. I didn't want to I didn't want to do interviews. I didn't. Want to, speak to anybody about it, you know, I, I think I'm still in the healing process. And um finally came to a point. Um it was just through a friend of mine, George McGovern, who's the chaplain for the Yankees in uh, New York and that's that's Atlanta teams, invited me to um place in action outreach in Athena, Ohio. And we broke it in about fifty of us there and I, I told my story and to a person, everyone there was just black down and said, you got to tell the story. And so I started hearing this over and over and I said, all right, all right, God, I get it. It's, it's time for me to, to, to use this for, for the better of your kingdom. And the reason I wrote the book in all seriousness is all I want to do is help this one, one person. That was my, my goal. And, um, hopefully I can reach more than that. But if it's the, um, the funds that we spent, you know, I consider it nothing if I could help this this one individual that that's going through through something similar that I'm going going through or somebody's family a little bit going through it. If I can help them out, that's that's, that's why I wrote it. And I know uh, the book is still fairly new; it just came out. But so far, what kind of feedback or responses have you been receiving from people? It's all it's all been extremely positive. You know, like I said, it it, it just came out uh, right at the, beginning, at the end of end of last year, beginning of this year, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get the word out there and um, move move some books and and you know, I know I know God's going to use it. You know, I can't do anything to to help anybody out, but 
if I can point them in the right direction and show them, show them where the help is, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Well, as we said a minute ago, uh, the book talks about the many accomplishments and highs and such in your career, as well as the, the low points in your career. Now, in some, in the eyes of some people, they they would say that you being uh, a member of the New York Yankees, the World Series champions, and all that, that would be an extreme high uh, as far as achievement. But in your opinion, what what have what has been some of the highs in your life? So that way, the, the the biggest thing in my life is, is uh, my relationship with the Lord, and the the second thing to that was meet meeting my wife. And um, twenty two, twenty three years old, and I've been in the big league for a couple of years. And if you'd have told me the day before I met my wife that I was going to get married, I'd have laughed at you. No, really. I had no intention to get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I tried everything in the world to sabotage it, and it, you know, I met her the uh, the beginning of March in 1991, and and married her in February of, of 92. And in between that time, I knew that was the one I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with, but it but it scared them, you know what, out of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, took, it took me getting a letter from her saying this ain't going to work for me to realize that I better better do what I can to solve this. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I can honestly say the only reason I'm here other than the grace of God is, 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 is her. Okay. And so that, that, that's that, probably the, the biggest thing in my life. That's the biggest thing. So uh, give us the, the – and I know it's probably obviously a long story because I've read the book, but give us a thumbnail as to how you gave your life to Christ and how you came to the Lord. Well, 1999, um, when we met my wife, saw a Christian, and she would make me go to church. I didn't want to. If I could read more, I would have something else to do. I would, I would use that as an excuse. I've always known God existed. I've always read his words, but I, I never wanted a relationship with him because it just didn't fit into what I was doing. Or, you know, it was, it was, it was, I was too selfish, I guess, to, to want a relationship. You know, it was all about me, and I had to do this to play this game, to go out there and perform, and that, that was my rationale. Probably one of the most selfish things I've ever done in my life, if not the most selfish thing I've ever done in my life. And uh, 1999, went to the Yankees, and we went to an Easter, an Easter Sunday um, church service. You know, they had the whole production, and God spoke to me. And I heard it. I really heard it for the first time there. And I understood what he had done for me. And though um, head first, though there with both, you know, both feet and just, I was on fire for God. In fact, my wife said, you're spending too much time with God, not enough time with me at a certain point. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, and um, just an incredible year, not only in my career, but also in growing. And um, I was on fire. But what I got wrong at that time was I thought there was something that I could do to ensure my salvation. I thought I had to do this, I, and I was, you know, just going 90 to nothing. And um, 
won the World Series. And um, all of a sudden, I started falling back into, all right, this is all about me. And that, that, be, that began the precipitous fall and just drifting away more and more and falling back into the same old habits that I, that I was doing before and, and even worse habits. And um, I think God just, God showed me that through that time that there's nothing I can do to ensure it. There's nothing I can do to better my standing in his kingdom. And, you know, at that, that time, the, the, the separation from, from his word and, and from his laws and from, from that walk was, was more, it was all, it was all me. You know, and then the, the baseball ended in 2006 with me just walking away. And, um, you know, now I thought my identity was baseball my entire life, and that was taken away. And I still realized that my identity is in Christ and not in, not in anything of this world. And for nine years, I lived, I, I was basically living, living two different lives. You know, I, I struggled with alcohol, with, with uh, drugs, anything that I could take to make me feel numb, to, to not think about who I was and what I'd done, I was, I was going to take it. And got to a point in 2015 where I honestly felt like I, this world and my family would be better off without me in it. And that, that's what led to the, the suicide attempt and me putting the gun to my head and the gun not going off. And, um, you know, I was sitting there in that moment and in my mind I was thinking, all right, God, you won't let me live. You won't let me die. What, uh, what do you want? And then he took me by the hand and, and showed me the slow, steady climb along with him and, and him by my side. And the biggest thing in that is the grace that my wife and my family showed me and my friends. And um, that grace, the fact that my wife came to me and said, Jason, this doesn't work without you. I forgive you. God forgives you. I love you. God loves you. Now you got to love and forgive yourself. That was a, that was a turning point in my life. And um, I don't think many women in this world would have stood by me and loved me like she did. And um, Honestly, that, that, that was the reason God put it on my heart when I first, first met her. That's the one that's going to carry you through this. I had no idea at the time, honestly. Mm-hmm. But but that that showed me what, what grace looks like and what love looks like and, and allowed me to love, forgive myself, and allow God to love on me. Because I know the, I, I know he's already forgiven me. It allowed me to accept. Whereas before, I didn't feel like I deserved it. I, I felt like I was as far removed from anything godly or Christ-like. And, um, you know, it's amazing what grace can do when it's given in, in people's life and you, you don't really know the power mm-hmm. that is in that. Now, I understand that you also have experienced a, a near-death experience. Uh, was that one time or has it been more than one time? Oh, that's more than one time. Oh goodness! <laughs> yeah, when I did, when I was a little over a year old, I bent into an electrical cord, and um, I, I fell the right way, and it unplugged. If that hadn't happened, I, I, there's no doubt I wouldn't be here. 
had a had a horse with a saddle rolled over on me when I five, completely rolled over on me and didn't have a scratch on me. I've been ran over on a on a motorcycle. I've been shot twice. I missed a telephone pole on a motorcycle doing about a hundred, maybe made it through the ditch and came out. Bike didn't wreck, just nothing. I've been ran over on a bicycle when I was young. Didn't get a scratch on me. Um, I had a motorcycle wreck when I was 12, cut off my left big toe part of my foot and probably should have bled to death because of where I was and made it through that. But there's been so many instances where there was near misses, a plane crashed into the house in Kansas City. And, and uh, my daughter and I should have been sitting in the room that part of the plane came through. Oh my and uh, dropped my boys off at school like I do every morning, and my truck made a funny noise. And instead of coming back home, I decided to run it by the, the dealership real quick to get it looked at. And as soon as I pulled in the dealership, which is about the same distance away from my boys' school, the, the plane hit the house, and the uh, truck never made that noise again, or nothing ever happened. There was nothing wrong with the truck. So, you know, you don't, you don't notice them at the time. You don't really think about them. But when you... When you start looking back and when I started getting things together to to get this down and to, to write this book and to get it out there, you start realizing I, it's a miracle that I'm still here. Oh, is it ever, Jason? You are a walking miracle. And to not only survive and still alive, but then you went on to have this amazing professional baseball career with your body having experienced quite a few of uh, these these uh, accidents and mishaps. So, um, yeah, you do. Your, the, the book is just amazing. It's very inspiring and encouraging. Um, I understand that. Talk about 100% of the proceeds about the book and, and the whole emerging care ministries. Tell us about that. Yeah, with the Merging Grace Ministry, um, the ministry here, and it's uh, based here in Texas, and uh, it's going to be in Montgomery County, which is on or the woodlands, that area. We're, we're building a home, and we actually just, just purchased a home to, to be renovated uh, for for these young adolescent girls that have been sex trafficked. Um, I think there's over 16,000 animal shelters in the U.S., and I believe there's less than 1,000 beds for these young girls for for long term care. And uh, you know, we're gonna start out in this in this place and 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 see where see where God takes us, but just to just to be able to help these girls and uh, to help help them break that cycle and to, to help them heal mm-hmm. and just to love on them like 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 Jesus loved on them and, and let them know that they do have value and it's it's not in that absolutely sickening human trafficking that, that that's going on. Um, you know, anything I can do to help that, you know, my wife and I are on the board, but uh, we have a lady named Tina Stahl that's been in the, been in the child care business for, for quite a while, just an incredible human being that, that spearheaded this and brought, brought the people together and got this going. Uh, we're going we're gonna to try to help, help these young girls out and to help them get the care they need to help to help them heal and and to live the life that 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 Jesus intended for them to live, let them know that they are valuable and they are children of God and 
and you know, and hopefully we can get this facility and get it expanded to where we want. You know, their goal is to get one house done. My goal is to get them all over the U.S. Absolutely. What wonderful, noteworthy work, and it's unfortunate that it has to, there has to even be an organization because of this problem. It's just such a, oh my goodness, I can't even begin to think about my feelings about sex trafficking, especially children, but people, period. You know, and I'm up regularly, I'm from Texas. I grew up in the Houston area, so I know exactly where Montgomery County and the Woodlands and all that area is. So beautiful Hi. area, very beautiful area. Well, okay, Mr. Jason, uh, is there, can we find out, can you share with us how people can uh, donate to Emerging Grace Ministries or if they want to get involved, volunteer their time and efforts or just what? Yes, ma'am, emerginggrace.org. Okay. Is a website, and uh, it's also tagged on on my Instagram at Jason Ridley at CrossFit, and also, like you said, all the proceeds are going to Emerging Grace. And um, anybody wants any other information about Emerging Grace, they can, like I said, they can go to EmergingGrace.org, and they can get in touch with uh, my daughter's actually she's the uh, marketing director. For Emerging Grace, which I'm, I'm absolutely proud of. She's graduated from Ole Miss, and um, this is her this is her calling. This is her passion, and I'm just blessed that that she stepped up and and taken a back active role and 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 getting this going in the right direction. You know, along with uh, Tina Stahl, Lori Stevenson, my wife Danny Grimsley, and the other board members. You know, I, I'm just um, I'm overwhelmed at, at the love and the passion that they have for this organization and for these young girls and just to, to be able to help. You know, my solution to this is not is not that. It's a little different as you might imagine, but, you know, that's not very Christian-like of me or, <laughs> or God-like. Yeah, I think and, I agree um, with you on that one. Mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, I'm learning every day that, I'm not supposed to judge. I'm not supposed to be judge or anything else along those lines. But it's still just that it's still just it eats at you. What's actually taking place? You know, not only Emerging Grace, but you have Tim Ballard with Operation Underground Railroad, which is doing incredible work. You know, there's there's a lot of organizations that are doing doing the work, and uh, you know, there's just need needs to be awareness. People don't think it. People think it doesn't happen in their neighborhood. It is literally everywhere. It lives. You know, people think of the movie Taken, and where Liam Nelson had to go rescue his daughter because he, that's, that's, I think it's less than 1%, one or 2% that that actually happened. Right. Most yeah. of it is through grooming online. Uh, you have these predators in these game chat rooms with different, different video games, you know, and they're on social media and they, they groom these young girls and young boys and, they put them in compromised and positions through, you know, mistakes that these young kids make because they're young, and they're basically blackmailed into into, into performing these services, and it's, it's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we just got to attack it where it where it is and where it starts. But there's a lot of good good people that are out there doing that at this particular time. But that being said, you know, it's affected a lot of a lot of families, a lot of a lot of young kids, and, and they're going to need help recovering, and and they're going to need help 
you know, being being loved on and 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 given the tools they need to be successful in life and, and the love that these best for them. Exactly, exactly. Well, Jason, you and your family, uh, your organization, you're doing a, such a noteworthy uh, cause and work that you're doing with your ministry there. And I just pray that you continue to grow, expand, get the word out, and just help as many people as possible. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for this book, again, Cross Stitch, One Man's Journey from Ruin to Restoration. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate the call. Okay. And uh, we will stay in touch. We have their website information, and we will stay in touch. And feel free to contact us anytime you're having a fundraiser or any kind of promotion. We would love to help you spread the word. Just You've got our awesome. number. Thank you. Okay. Thank Take, you very much. I okay. Thank you. Take care then. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. I'm going to go to the 
Thank you. 